on today's episode of Sideline Banter. This is it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 20, season one finale. Finale. We have a great show lined up for you. We have a very special guest. He goes by the name of Ahmed Yasser Al-Najjar. He is the host of the Kanye Makan podcast. Uh, that means once upon a time, Arabic. Learned that today. Uh, we have a great conversation. We talk about many things from his filmmaking, his aspiring filmmaking career to sports, to Vine, to him starting the We Want Car chant. Remember very that? true. Do you remember yeah. that chant? Oh, yeah. I remember that. A viral chant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a very dark moment in our history. You can thank him for it. Awesome guest. A lot of great stories. A lot of good laughs. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's the interview. All right, guys. We are here with a very, very, very special guest on our season finale. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Ahmad Al-Najjar or Ahmed as... The Arabs call it. <laughs> oh my man! Wow, I was not expecting my name to be pronounced right on a different podcast. I'm actually, I'm, I'm flattered right now. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. It just, dude, it's just a force of habit. I've always called you Ahmad, and I know yeah. it's Ahmad. Like I'm Middle Eastern. Like I know it's that's what it is. But I don't know. Just for me, it rolled off the tongue easier like that. I guess. I know all my Persian friends who know how to say Ahmed. They say Ahmad, and like I'm just like I just know it at that point. I don't understand. So, like, I'm not that. worried it's about it. It's kind of weird. Dude. Like I don't. <laughs> I've, for since I can remember, I, I've been calling you Ahmad. I'm like, his name's Ahmad. And all, his, all our friends call you Ahmad. They call you Yasser. Yasser, actually. Yeah, they call me Yasser now, yeah, apparently. <laughs> I, I can't keep up with the times, bro. There's just too much. <laughs> I know, it's great. But it's an appalling thing, too. Like, you know how the name's pronounced, but growing up here, I guess you just stick to the American stigma. That's it's always the that American stigma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, um, your, do your parents, what are your parents' like American names? Like, you know. Uh, my dad's name is, my dad's name is Yasser. And so that's my middle name. But my dad goes by Steve. Steve? He's Steve? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> what about your mom? <laughs> my mom, oh, bless her soul. Her name is Eva. So just Eva. Oh, oh okay. Easy. Very okay. easy. But all my uncles, all my uncles, Asmat, Sam, Ratfat, Ray, Nashat, Frank, and then Ziad, Zach, and then Muhammad Mike. Okay. Mom, see, those, those all make sense. Yeah, my yeah. dad's Behruz. He goes by Bob. <laughs> Some call him Bobby. <laughs> Avi, my mom's Mahtov. She goes by Martha. <laughs> Martha? <laughs> and people can't even do Keanu, dude. People struggle with Keanu. They think that's some crazy. It's Hawaiian. They think it's some like crazy foreign name. So I, Not like, when bad. I go to Starbucks, I say I'm Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu's easy, though. Like, Keanu Reeves. Like, bro, you would think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It yeah. really is. I, I just didn't realize this until like like a, like a while back that everyone has two names, your regular name and then your Starbucks name. Exactly. Yeah, and that's when you're like, like, like literally the name people you give at Starbucks. Parents. That's what yeah, Exactly. Yeah, I'm Adam at Starbucks. That's, a, that's how I know. Yeah, Adam. 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 Adam at Starbucks. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> all right. All right. So we're here with Ahmed. He has his own podcast, uh, the Kanyamakan podcast. Do you want to uh, dive deep into it, how you started it, why you started it? Uh, great podcast, by the way. We'll talk more about it. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so my podcast is called Kenya McCann, and uh, Kenya McCann means like you know, once upon a time. So like, whenever you're a Middle Eastern child, like, and your parents are telling you like a bedtime story, they start with Kenya McCann, Pakadima's in bed, and you're oh, like, so oh I, my I god, didn't I didn't know that, so I was, I was yeah. wondering why. Yeah. So like, I put the you know Kenya McCann as like just like you know the the title for it, and it's just story time with how many acid. Uh, I feel like I've been through a lot of shit in my life and I've experienced some, I mean, you were, you, you've seen like quite a few of it and you've heard like quite a <laughs> yeah. few of it way along as like in our early friendship. I just, I, I don't know. I didn't really think much of it. Just like, all right, I just want to have a podcast where I tell stories. And that was really it. And uh, I started sharing it and a lot of my friends uh, started listening to it and um, got, it got a lot better traction than I anticipated it for. And uh, it's been going good so far. I'll really have like a theme every episode and i'm not just gonna go into it it's just really simple i'll have like a movie recommendation at the beginning of the podcast that ties in with kind of like the theme so if like it's a christmas if it's a christmas story i'll have a christmas movie or whatever and sometimes it's like a happy story sad scary you know anxiety filled whatever the case and it's just like i try to change a different mood every every time but i, I always try to at least bring up a few laughs that's and a lot more comedy and like or you know just like funny storytelling and that's really it that's a interesting. A lot of laughs. I remember you. Yeah. You're a great storyteller, and I know Honestly. since like you were a kid, like growing in high school, growing up, you were a good storyteller. But you've only improved more and more as time's gone by. And uh, for example, one of my favorite episodes when you're talking about your college graduation, uh, the fact that your last text from your mom was like, "Is a fucking joke? Did you bring us all the way out to Kansas? Is a fucking joke, dude." I would be so nervous too. Like Middle Eastern moms are fucking scary, bro. So 
I don't know how you dealt with that anxiety on uh, on graduation day. I almost passed out. I literally almost passed out. Like, uh, just you know, if you want to listen to the episode, listen to the episode. But apparently, my parents thought I wasn't graduating. It was like a joke because my name was not on the brochure of like graduation <laughs> catalog. Yeah, and I was just I was I was just literally having a panic attack the entire time. I wasn't even enjoying my graduation for like the better part until like my name got passed out on the slip, and I'm like, okay, so it's legit. So I did and graduate. One thing that really stood out to me is you guys had your graduation like celebratory lunch dinner at IHOP. So there's like no like, you know, family owned Italian restaurants, nothing like that in Manhattan, Kansas. There is quite a few really nice restaurants owned in Manhattan, Kansas. But the problem is they're already booked like three to four weeks in advance. Uh, and I think my parents were just like, it's, it's just gets me to eat and like leave. It's like they, they didn't care because the thing was they flew in Friday night. And we left Saturday afternoon to wow. back home. So night. it was literally slept one day. They wake, woke up and left. So they didn't really care about anything like nice or convenient. There is some nice restaurants down in Manhattan, Kansas, like local family owned, you know, small restaurants. But just they just didn't care for it. They didn't want any of it. That's interesting. So I and plus I was too lazy to make a reservation. Uh, and I, I kind of I kind of was late. <laughs> That's a lot better than your first date episode where you took out took out this girl and you got appetizers. For thirteen dollars, and then watched the Dark Knight afterwards. That was that, that was I really enjoyed that. Dark one. Knight, bro, that's a long ass movie to watch. On oh, a day. That was a long movie, <laughs> I know. And like, I just I, I forgot how long it was. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed that episode. That episode was also uh, a lot of anxiety filled. <laughs> yeah, you left the date mid movie of Dark Knight. That was for those of you who haven't heard that one. That was a really good one to to just enjoy. Yeah, a lot of my friends still can't believe that happened. And I, I, I yeah, funny enough, I'm still f- Facebook friends with her, which is funny. And like, we'll message each other like once a year for our birthdays. And that's it. <laughs> so you have hella stories in your um, your podcast. Obviously, always it's about stories. Uh, and I know as being your friend, you have thousands and thousands of stories from working in your dad's smoke shop. And you want to just enlighten us on some of our, your most, uh, let's say, memorable moments with the uh audience you deal with and the customers you deal with who walk into that shop yes i would love to (laughs) so for those of you who are familiar with the san jose area uh, my dad's smoke shop is on stevens creek boulevard right across the street from santana row and i would like to change the word from audience to my signature term which is the degenerates Degenerates, because the degeneracy that comes into my shop daily is absurd I had one customer come in and she said, uh, I don't have my ID to buy this pack of cigarettes, but I have a picture of my ID on my phone. And, you know, you ever been in that situation where you don't have your driver's license on you, but you have a picture of it on your phone yeah, and like yeah. you, you might have to show it to the cop legal right now. No one knows if it's legal or not to show it, but it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. So I said, yeah, show me a picture of your um, your driver's license, uh, your ID on your phone. And that's fine. She shows me her picture and it is the worst Photoshop job I have ever seen in my life. And I was like, what is this? She goes, that's my, that's my, my, my ID. I'm like, half your face is like cut off. And I was like, and the other, the other person, his hair is blonde. I'm like, and she goes, oh no, that's my natural hair. And I'm like, you serious? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. And I'm like, I, f- I was your Photoshop teacher. I would have given you an F the both <laughs> semesters on the first day of class. I was like, get out. And then I had another customer come in like a couple times later and uh, he wanted to buy jewel pods. And this like, I am a, like, we're very flexible with prices. That's the thing. We have a lot of, a lot of flexibility with prices. And oh, one guy came in wanting to buy jewel pods and he got so upset. And I told him the price was $30. He's like $30. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, I could buy these on Amazon for 25. Right. And I was like, well, I mean, you should have saved yourself the trip to come here, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Literally, he's like mad at me, complaining to me about the prices, saying I could have bought it here. I could have bought it or there. I'm like, Just go there. Just go. Just go. Just go. Why are you why are you yelling at me about my prices? <laughs> and he just complained and complained. Then he left. And the, the best. 
uh, I do not want to say for legal purposes. <laughs> uh, for legal, I, 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 I don't know what his nationality was to be honest with you. I don't want to assume. I don't want to judge. But he wasn't. He, he wasn't white. He was. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. He was, Fair I'm enough. just like yeah. you know, us Middle Easterns. We have to barter. So like, it doesn't over five dollars. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh no, the rule of thumb for Middle Easterns, and I get a lot of them, is anytime they like find out I'm Palestinian, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Jordanian. I'm Syrian. I'm Iraqi. Can you give me a discount? I'm like, what type of regional? I must give you a discount. Discount policy? Do you guys come up with just out of nowhere? We all stand with Palestine. Come on, discount. <laughs> See that alone. If you say that, I probably would have knocked a couple of dollars off. I'm not even gonna lie to you, but like the fact that they were so like, yes, okay, we have that connection. I'm gonna get a good price, and I'm like, no, it doesn't fucking work like that. <laughs> Can you imagine going to a dealership and like trying to buy a Lamborghini? It was like, oh, you're Italian. I'm Italian too. Can I get like, I don't know, like fifty thousand dollars off this this Lambo? It's like, no, you can't. <laughs> Uh, like but the, the worst one, like one of the worst, one of the worst, worst, like customers who ever came in, he came in wanting to buy a high side bong. And for those of you who don't know, like the high side brand is like one of the best brands of like water pipes, bongs that you could buy because the glass is like high quality, like very fine tuned. It's quote unquote, the apple of, of bongs. So mm-hmm. he, he wanted to buy an, a high side bong and he wanted to buy it and I negotiated the price with him. It's very expensive, like over 200, like really expensive. Yeah. I negotiated the price with him. He goes, all right, I'll be right back. I'm like, okay. He comes back with these laundry bag sacks of coins. Yeah. I no shit you way. not. He brings back these laundry bag sacks of coins. I'm like, yo, why are you trying to do your laundry? He goes, oh, I'm trying to pay for this pipe. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? I'm waiting for like the punchline. He literally like, takes like a handful puts it on like the register in front of me i'm like what is he doing and he's like counting he's like right that's one dollar that's two i'm like safeway is down the street they have coin star oh my god and he was and he had this trust issues with safeway i have no idea he was crazy but anyway he i i i i had to explain to my dad and my uncle why i accepted uh 295 dollars worth of quarters that day in quarters so you watch quarters. count it all out how long did it counting? take uh, I, it was, it was the worst part was it was around closing time. And I'd rather not say, oh. but that shit took about like 35 minutes. Oh my God. Dude, I think 35 is actually pretty good for that many 35 quarters, minutes. Bro. Yeah, I know. I know. But I, thankfully, like I had a system. I'm like, okay, four coins is $1. So just, just take four, take four, take four. Then we'll count it all together. And then we'll stack them up by fives to cut it down, stack it again. There'll be 10. And like, it, is, it was a horrible system that I regret doing. I, I should have just kicked them out. Dude, yeah, what an <laughs> asshole. That's awful. Jeez. It was horrible, man. I'm like, like, would you ever pay anything in quarters if it's over $10? Never. I don't think I pay anything in quarters is over like $2. <laughs> <laughs> like a candy bar. Well, like you're a very smart man, and that's why we're friends. Coins, bro. <laughs> it's horrible. And like just, like just a bunch of like underage kids coming in, getting mad at me. Like, man, back in the day, then, you know, smoking English was 21. I'm like, back in the day, you were 14 in middle school eating Scooby snacks. Well, I don't know what the hell you're talking about back in the day for my ass. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I bet you get a lot of kids because like all the kids are smoking these days, right? Those all the pods. kids are smoking these days. It's crazy. They're like, oh, man. I'm like, man, where the hell is your fucking parents? Like, where are your parents? Like, that's what I know. I'm getting old is when I'm starting to complain about other people's kids to them. I'm like, you gotta watch your kid, man. I'm like, you, you're coming in like just like you know, with all this attitude and this smoking. Where the fuck are you? Be a dad. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like, I'm turning into my uncle. Hey, like, I'm turning into my uncle, my father, and everybody. Well, it's safe to say you can probably make your own film on all your smoke shop stories, which will help segue us into our next topic. You are an aspiring filmmaker. You have made plenty of films in the past. Uh, how did you get into it? Like, what motivated you to become a filmmaker? I was always in I was always in love with movies as a kid. That's something I've always loved is, uh, is just, you know, movies. And I think it was um, when I was in high school, you know, just like save you the sob story. Like I watched Pulp Fiction and that's one that's probably my favorite movie of all time. And that you. made me I told you he called it because he was like, what's a mod's favorite uh, movie of all time? I'm like, bro, it, it's I think it's Pulp Fiction. Like I'm pretty it, it is Pulp and Fiction. I've never seen it. So I know you're going to like castrate me right now. But oh, man, I'm not going to castrate you. I'm just going to be like, I'm just fiction. I'm just going to literally shocked that it's been like all this year. God. Like, like it's like is this long and like you still haven't seen it i'm not gonna cast you i'm just like i'm just shocked no, like, I'll, I'll, get to it, I'll get okay, to it you'll get to it all right it's on I'll, netflix? I'll, um it's not on netflix but i have a dvd nope. copy i'm looking at it right now and i will personally hand it to you in your mailbox <laughs> yeah please do i'll, please send do. It. I'll put it in I'll my sanitize it and everything 
<laughs> I'll sanitize it and everything. <laughs> Thank you, bro. I, but, I, know I still have my red box with Ahmed. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm looking at my collection right now. It's actually pretty tight. I'm not going to lie. I think Netflix should be jealous in all, in all honesty. Yeah. One thing I really enjoyed, like in the beginning of quarantine, one thing you were doing is you were like watching because we had so much time on our hands, right? You're literally watching a movie every single day and you were like rating the films and kind of reviewing them. I thought that was very interesting, especially when like you would watch a movie that I watched. I'd be, I'd, I'd be very curious to see like your, uh, your review on it. Cause you know, you know, much more about in you know, the cinematography, storyline, storytelling, lighting, music, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it, I, I, I'm glad that you say that because um, at first I thought I was annoying people like spamming them on Instagram with my stories. I would just, you know, with all my movie reviews, but it turns out a, a few people actually really liked them. And that made me really happy, you know, to that, you know, that people liked it because that's uh, my, it's, it's, uh, I'm in love with this. You know, I'm in love with this. This is my, my biggest passion. You know, I, I want to be a filmmaker. I want to, you know, work in Hollywood producing TV shows or, or films and then take my, my horizons internationally and make some international films. Um, that's something that I'm passionate about and I really want to do. And it's just so many movies I've seen that I loved and I fell in love with that that just that, that makes me want to be like some of my favorite directors like Christopher Nolan, Martin Scorsese, uh, Quentin Tarantino, Wes Anderson. You know, I love to write and I love to tell stories. And ultimately, that's uh, something I want to do for a living in real life is tell stories and, you know, in a, in a cinema in a cinematic way. And uh, my first feature film that I'm working on, it's called it's called Smoke Shop. Oh, perfect. And, <laughs> and uh it was actually inspired by when I was helping out of my dad's shop in Eastside San Jose. And if you don't know what Eastside San Jose is, it's basically like mm, 40% of what Los Santos and San Andreas is. <laughs> to real, simply bro, put it, like Story Road, the ghetto. <laughs> that is the epitome of ghetto. And so I was working at my dad's smoke shop one day and, uh, and, short long story short i turn around and some guy in long in uh, high socks and sandals and a tank top grabs two three hundred dollars two hundred dollar uh water pipes and just runs out of the store and i'm in my tank top and sandals and i'm looking i'm like do i i'm like and i'm trying to process that i just get robbed right now because he did it like (laughs) right behind my back and i'm looking i'm like i'm looking like two minutes later after this look of shock in my face i'm like yeah i got robbed I, i got robbed I told my dad, I'm like, hey, so um, I just got robbed. And I sent him the video. He's just laughing. I remember you posted that video on Instagram. And I was laughing, too. Because, like, your back was turned right. And the guy just dips. And you turn around. And you were, like, hella confused. You're like, what? <laughs> I know. Because, like, you don't think you would ever be in this situation. You're like, oh, do, I, do I run for it? Do I look at him? Do I process what's going on? I just process what's going on. And at this point, I was just like, well, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. So is, is, that, is that story going to be in the film? It, it, that is the main story is, uh, Ooh, but wow. I kind of changed it around a little bit. It's about two cousins who work at a smoke shop in the Bay area who need to find uh, the watch that was stolen by their landlord in the middle of the shop and by the end of the day, or else they all lose their jobs. Okay. And oh, so wow. like a one day setting kind of thing. It's a one day setting. And it's a metaphor for all the extraneous shit. All the youth would do to just survive in the Bay area. Like all the crazy amount of work you would do, all like the lengths you would do just to like, just have like a place to stay. And that's what yeah. essentially what's the bigger metaphor of the movie is. Very, very cool. I love that deeper meaning. I love it. It sounds like you've made a lot of shorter films and, and short films. And this is your first feature film, but you've made a lot of, or you've recorded a lot of videos. What's like some of your funniest or most embarrassing moments you've had while shooting the entire g squad film <laughs> yeah that one is a mess of its own to be honest with you um that is actually one of them well um enlighten our just, audience on what g squad is yeah okay so one thing I'm, I'm a huge huge you know i'm really passionate about is sports i'm a big big uh sports guy i love espn 30 for 30s which is like featured documentary is produced or like sponsored by ESPN by different stories. One of them is about uh, OJ Simpson's, you know, chase along with the other events that happened that day. Um, the Michael Jordan last dance documentary, like a 10 part series. So I love sports documentaries. Like I've always loved it. So like when I was in high, when I was in college, I wanted to make my own 30 for 30. So me and Keanu and a group of friends of ours, we joined the summer basketball league. Um, and I said, I'm going to make a documentary about this. We're actually going to join the adult summer league. We're going to win a t-shirt. We're going to be good because we always played against each other and we always talk shit. Now we actually join forces. We're going to be unstoppable. Yeah. And all it translated was seven grueling, horrible, <laughs> embarrassing games caught on video. Like I did. 
I don't know if you've ever seen G Squad. Have you? I, I did watch it. Yeah, I showed him. The you tra- did watch it. Oh my god! Trailer, what did yeah. you What did you think of it? You did a really good job of putting it together and making it entertaining. Um, watching Keanu airball some shots. Yeah, the was- first <laughs> fucking shot in your trailer is me airballing, asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, 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 you know what? I think we were talking. like our second lead score. <laughs> and the funniest thing you do, like you were like the third highest scorer on the team, and like I was, I had to like emphasize that you missed like a shot. <laughs> oh man g squad was embarrassing of its own because i would bring like camera equipment in the middle of the gym and like other teams would just look at us like they had they were like offended that we're gonna film them like <laughs> basketball and they just annihilated us like at one point it was like 89 to like 23 that's like the first game we were the, the company so team bad. bro. it was so bad and that was like probably one of my most embarrassing moments is just having to like hold the camera in front of the other teams like <laughs> while i'm packing my camera away and they just look at me like yeah Bitch, you thought <laughs> <laughs> that probably motivated them even more to whoop our ass. We're like, oh, is this gonna be on video? We gotta, we gotta show we gotta, up. We gotta try. I think that's exactly. exactly what I thought. I thought, you know, I f- feel like if we, I didn't bring the camera, we might have played better because I feel like at one point everyone knew that they were playing. We were all playing bad on camera. Like, you know, what? we're just gonna give up. You gotta go ahead. <laughs> um, someone else take the stage. No, nah, dude, I love that film. Like, it, it was so funny because it really encapsulated that entire summer. Uh, you got to send me that link so I can show it to him yeah. and my other buddies because that's, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, because I'm in it, but like, you did a great yeah. job telling the story of that summer and, you know, just the pain of us losing by 30 points every week and like us going into practice and acting like, you know, all right, look, guys, let's run a zone. None of us knew how to run a fucking zone. <laughs> Ever seen a 0 and 7 season be so entertaining before? Oh, so. dude, it's gonna it's <laughs> yeah. entertaining, all right. <laughs> the funny thing was like in the beginning, we were just like, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna compete, we're gonna like we're gonna win, we're gonna win it, we're gonna win the top, we're gonna make the playoffs, we're gonna win the championship, man. We're gonna be like glorious. I like after the like first after the second game, after the second game, we're like, let's just win one game. <laughs> That's gonna be our goal, just, just to win one game. And like you could see like everyone's like morale go lower <laughs> with each game. And like I just I made the the highlights so long because I needed everyone to feel our pain. Oh yeah, oh, it was man. long and it dragged just like the rest of our, our goddamn season. Oh, like his last game of the season, bro. He gave so he's Ahmad's known for like his pep talks, like whether it's basketball or when we play football, <laughs> when we play baseball, whatever it is. Like our group of friends, we play a lot of yeah. sports. But whenever you're on Ahmad's team, you're gonna get a pep talk, like some kind of pep talk. And I'm gonna shit you not, bro. The last game of the season, this dude comes up to everybody. He's like, "Listen, everybody, I know we're we haven't won a game." We are going to lose this game. <laughs> His first words is we are going to lose this game. <laughs> oh my god. See, I, I, I had I, I I threw the towel in, man. I'm like, like, like I thought I that whole car ride, that five minute car ride going to the to the to the um to the center to play the game. I, I was like, what am I gonna say? And I was like, the truth. <laughs> Just tell the truth. <laughs> you are gonna lose. And we actually started that game off pretty well. And we're like, dude, I think we we play better when Ahmad doubts us. Yeah, I know. And then we ended up, we lost by like 50 instead of 70 that game, which was fantastic. That's improvement. That's improvement. We improved. I just remember everyone's reaction saying, we're going to lose this game. And I was like, what? (laughs) I was like, what, are you shocked? Yeah, are you surprised? Like, Like, did you think I actually had some motivation today? No, No, I'm God. (laughs) That was a fun summer. I I really enjoyed it. Um, One summer that you uh, had a lot of fun was, I remember, it's when you took off on Vine. I remember this because your first Vine like got reposted by Arab Vines, and that just started a whole other chapter in our friendship slash lives. Want to expand on that a little bit? I do. Um, yeah. So um, for those of you who are not knowing what Vine is, think of TikTok, but like 15 seconds instead how of crazy. Uh, is, bro, that we have to explain to people what fucking Vine is. I know. That's how I know. I feel I'm feeling old. Um, yeah. So basically <laughs> Vine is <laughs> Vine is um, is like TikTok, except it's like f- through six seconds at first and 15 seconds. And you can't add all the filters and stuff like that. So TikTok is like TikTok is basically Vine on steroids. And so all these Vine stars were like coming out of nowhere with these like funny videos and all that. And just going viral and everyone's like going crazy and funny and all that. And this is like before this is like my sophomore freshman year, later freshman year, sophomore year of college. And so, you know what? I'm going to tell you a story that I haven't told anybody. Oh, I'm going to tell you. I have a little I have a little I have a little I have a little bit of a confession to make that I actually have not told anybody. And I was going to take this. I was going to take this to the grave with me. But you know what? This is you guys deserve this because like, you know, I, I love you guys. And it's, it's been years. So I doubt anyone cares. Hell yeah. Uh, my, love it. my first vine, my first vine um, after I made it on Instagram, 
Um, I sent it to Facebook, the Arab Vines page, because there was an Arab's Vine comedy thing that I guess I think FuseyTube kind of pioneered or something. I don't know. But like anyway, um, so they post like they post uh, the Vines. And I texted them I'm like, hey, so how do you guys how do you guys post your stuff? Who do you, how do you guys find it? Like, oh, just send us the video. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I sent them my Vine. And the next thing you know, like the next day, my cousin Abraham, he texts me, he goes, bro, you're on Arab Vine. I'm looking and it's on Facebook and it's going crazy and people are laughing and all that. My first Vine that blew up was not originally my idea. Uh Oh, it was not. If anything, it was uh, copied. Ooh, it's OK, bro. everyone does. It, it was copied. But no, I, I know. I know that. But like, I, I felt like, you know what? I'm just going to keep this keep this to myself for like the rest of my life. But now oh, I was on Vine and I saw these two guys. Um, the Vine was basically these two Middle Eastern guys and they see like this, like like twerking dance, whatever. And they go, hell no. And then like the next clip is them dancing to like Middle Eastern music. But like I was watching the Vine and I was like, you know what? I think I could do this, but a little bit better. And I think my friends will like actually laugh at this because I only want to make this for my friends because at the point I just posted it on Instagram. So I got my cousin. We filmed it and we, I put a different song in it. We danced a little bit more uh, extravagantly than they did. I'm sorry, but I danced. We danced way better than they did. That's, yeah, the that's hookah and fact. everything. I remember. I had the hookah and everything. <laughs> and then the, the, hookah, the whole setup. I did. And then like I posted it and it just blew up. And like, wow. I felt bad because their original idea didn't blow up. That's so that's, bro, that's capitalism. That's <laughs> capitalism. That's exactly what happened. That, is, really that doesn't encapsulate capitalism. I don't know what does. I know. And then after that, uh, Vine, I was like, okay, I guess I got to do more because that feeling was fantastic. Like, you know, I wasn't really the funny guy in high school. And then all of a sudden, Vine, people are like commenting you saying, this is so funny. This is hilarious. So I kept like coming up with like different like Middle Eastern like tropes that everyone was like, you know, like uh, you're the mom throwing the sandal at you. I made a joke about like throwing the sandals and like, you know, dodging it is like is like you have superpowers. It's like the Matrix. That's the one superpower every, every Arab kid wants is to like, you know, dodge slippers from their mom when she when she throws. it. <laughs> and there's like a bunch of other like Middle Eastern ideas like that. And I kept getting traction and all that. And I get kept I was getting reposted like every like two weeks or something. It wasn't like huge numbers like the other Arab Viners but uh but it was it was consistent and it 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 was it was fun it was a lot of fun and but i got to a point where like i think i was annoying annoying my friends because <laughs> every time i hung out with them when i was back from college I'm like guys let's make a vine let's make a vine they're like dude shut the fuck up i'm just trying to watch this game <laughs> like I, I was at kiana's house and i'm like hey so guys i got an idea for a vine and kiana looks at me and goes bro the 49ers are in the fucking playoffs i'm odd game bro we want to make a the vine. niners are in the playoffs what are you doing i was like my bad man my bad my bad <laughs> Like a during the Niners playoff game, <laughs> during the Niners playoff game, and then, like everyone looked at me like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Okay, oh, my bad." Like, who, like who are you? What have you become? <laughs> That's what drew the line for you. You're like, all right, all right. That's I think good, it was. Though, I think it was. Like, uh, the, your mind's always on content, bro. Like that. That's good. <laughs> to an appreciate extent. that, man. Thank you. I think. How did you? How did you come like, up with it, these, it, like other vines? These other like vine ideas. So I'm really big. Um, I'm really big into music. I love. I love music, and so like I would basically like play off the song. Something a lot of mo- like a lot of movie scenes d- like do is like basically like they'll have a memorable scene with a song in the background and like it's in- it's encapsulated in your mind. So I try to do that with like some music, like making fun of some songs or putting a song in that. So that's something I, I did is like I listened to a lot of music, and uh, I don't know honestly, just conversations. Like a lot of conversation would come up, and I'd be like, you know what, what if? And then I would play with the idea, and then ultimately I would make it. And sometimes they were like funny, and other times yeah. they were like pretty shitty and like i made a, i think i made a lot more sh- shit than funny and that's fine <laughs> nah, with me. Nah, you, you were pretty funny and um, i think you were you're very creative i think you always had the creative juices flowing so are you ready to get tested on that oh my goodness um are you ready for this i think i am okay let's go let's okay so you said you love movies you always are thinking of something you know when it came to vine i'm gonna give you three random words i got my uh my random noun generator open right now okay i'm gonna give you three words and you're going to have to give me about a, let's say a one minute movie pitch, Vine, TikTok pitch, whatever it is. Give me a pitch on a video on these three words. Are you ready for your three words? Wow. Wow. I have never. Spot. Okay. Um, oh, man. You go to filmmaking school. Okay. You ready for this? You can do this. <laughs> yeah. Chug down that Izzy. Ready? Yeah, you know, I, I never changed from high I school. That. That's your drink, bro. I, that Are was you my drink. Okay. Um, I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay. Your first word is reality. Reality. Your second word is judgment. Wow. Mm-hmm. And your last words, heart, reality, judgment, heart, reality, judgment, heart. Wow. Okay. Um, I just clicked the thing three times, bro. <laughs> uh, so I got to come up with a movie. I, okay. So this, there's this movie idea I'm actually coming up with called the other half where, and, uh, 
it's kind of like uh, it's a future apocalyptic world, but it's not really apocalyptic. It's like super intense technology. This guy has a device in his heart and it's literally it's I, so I, I kid you not. Like, I'll show you the idea that I wrote it down like literally two weeks ago. He's literally looking for his other half, which is basically his girlfriend or wife or partner, whatever it may be. It might be a guy or girl, whatever. And anytime he's getting closer to her, like his, it gets warmer and warmer and warmer. So he is facing this judgment of death before like he has to face his judgment of like finding that person before like he, he passes away. And so like, it's ultimately kind of like a scavenger hunt of finding who that person is. That wow. was really fucking damn, bro. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like that was That's like, a happy coincidence. Happy coincidence. Bro. I literally <laughs> had the idea written down already. I just went off that. God damn. I was, no, that was the perfect. noun generator was in yeah. his favor. Dude, that, that's actually a good yeah. film, bro. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would I'd watch that. That's like a rom-com <laughs> mixed with like a, like an it's action like movie. Serious, like bro. Mystery. <laughs> I would totally watch that. A little bit of oh, everything. Oh, man, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. All right. So my man can pitch. You're very creative. And you did take off on Vine. And I remember this led to a, a short, but, you know, somewhat prosperous stand-up career that you built for yourself. Um, take me through how you got into stand-up. What, I mean, what pushed you to get there? Because, you know, right. you got to be very vulnerable to, to go through with that. Yeah. Oh, man, that was, that was a fun time. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was actually in class. Yeah, it was political statistics. I was in the middle of a Vine idea, just writing it down. And one of my friends who's Middle Eastern, he's he's who's he actually president of the Saudi Arabian Club or the the Middle Eastern Club in Kansas State. And there's a lot of uh, for a lot of Saudi Arabian and Kuwaiti Emirati like students, international students. There's a lot of them at Kansas State, but like I really didn't hang out with them too much. Just like it was a language barrier and also like different interests. We played soccer together and that was it. So (laughs) he told me he's like, I saw your video. It's so funny. Blah blah blah. He's like, he's he's like, do you do stand up? I'm like, no. I don't. I'm not good with crowds. I had immense stage fright. I would panic in front of like talking to people. I was like, I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. Uh, I, I might. I might do stand up. I don't know. And then he go and then he writes down his name, and he goes, I want to have you for a show for an Arab show. And we want to produce an Arab show, like a comedy show. And you know, we want you to do stand up. He's like, we're gonna get some comedians and all that. I was like, okay, bet. And it wasn't until the day I got there, I had like a whole 15 minute set like written out and all that like i was like okay i gotta write jokes for like it's two weeks from now i have two weeks to write 15 minutes worth of jokes and i've never done joke writing before i've only told jokes before so now i had to learn the structure i had to teach myself about a textbook on comedy i was literally just trying to like put things together um and then finally like this is the show and i'm the only comedian he he set up because oh, i wow. thought there was gonna be like three or four others i'm the only comedian he set up and i'm like freaking out and I went out and I made fun of him with my first joke because the motherfucker wasn't even there at the show. <laughs> he set me up. He said, all right, peace. And he left. I was like, well, he's not even here. And then everyone just starts laughing. And the first laugh was actually the, the moment that I knew I was like, okay, this is fine. So I kept going with it. I kept going with it. And like, I knew there was a language barrier because there were some like Americanized jokes that they didn't understand, but they kind of yeah. chuckled that mm-hmm. for fun. But it was awesome. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. And after that, I, I gained the confidence um, to do it because in Manhattan, Kansas, um, I had a couple of friends in my class who were actually um, comedians as well. And they ran a lot of open mics and all that. And that led me to that network. And I started doing open mics like once a week, two, uh, two times a week. And um, I was doing stand up for about three years. Wow. Four years, wow. Uh, three to four years. And uh yeah just a lot of different shows i won one competition at a bar for like 50 dollars, and that was like nice. that's pretty that was fun and uh i participated like my, my, my best memory of stand-up was um i participated well i'm not gonna let me be really real with you i fucked up on stage a lot more than i got laughs but at least i had <laughs> one joke that worked every 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 show what's I that had joke? at least one joke what's that what's that joke let's hear it let's tell you that joke oh man what was the joke <laughs> oh okay my most like, my, but, this is the joke that everyone laughs and it's gonna for sure laugh was a joke oh wow. okay i actually had two one of them was um one of them was uh what do you call it it was like i was like i love to golf and i'm middle eastern so when i like to get on this when you hit a bad shot and it gets to the sand it's called sand trap but i'm palestinian i like to call that shit home field advantage <laughs> that's good that's a good one. <laughs> oh my god and the other joke this was like probably my best moment was um i participated in kansas state's last comic standing Wow. There was like 20 people who auditioned and only five got accepted. I got accepted as one of the comedians and I went on and it was in the auditorium and the auditorium was packed. It was like literally like 
200 plus people, all of my friends from like all my, this is like my senior year of college, all my friends from all of like different places and, and like from classes and all that and like work and all were all like a lot of them were in there. They were waiting for me. And I went on to do my, to do my set. And one of the judges was, uh, was one of the star linemen for the football team. And mm-hmm. my joke, I, I was in the middle of my set and I told my joke and I was like, I was like, ah, uh, I was like, well, I was like, I'm a virgin. So I didn't spend uh, uh, spring break with my girlfriend this week or this, uh, this year or last year or the year before that or the year before that. And they were like, like laughing. But then the next one was like, when I was back home for spring break, um, one of my cats got into a really nasty fight with the other neighborhood cats. So for me, that was the most aggressive pussy I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to t- tell my next joke. And the the lineman for the foot for the football team, he's like falling out of his chair. He's just like <laughs> laughing, like laughing so hard. And like everyone's like at this point, like everyone in the audience is just like staring at him because like his tears running down his face. He almost fall off his chair. And like that was like one of the best feelings ever. I didn't win the, the event, but that was like the best night. That was like yeah, the best night I, I ever yeah, had in, in terms of stand up. You legit made a lineman fall off his chair. That's that's yeah, a pretty good that's feeling. Yeah. yeah, there's some D lineman who can't even do that. Was the Radio Shack joke, bro. That was the uh, that that's the all time joke within our friend group. <laughs> that joke was so bad. Now that I look back at it, I was like, "What the fuck was yeah, I dude, even that, that was, blabbering that was like, about?" That's what my jokes are. I was like, "Dang, that, that one was good. That one stuck." <laughs> what was what was the Radio Shack joke? Oh man, I was talking about how this one guy was talking about like, oh, like he was bragging about Radio Shack. Like anytime you say, "Oh, I don't know," he goes, "Oh, but the guys at Radio Shack do." He's like, oh, I don't know what happened. He goes, oh, but the guys at Radio Shack do. And then he's like, oh, man, but this is my girlfriend got pregnant. I have no idea why. I was like, yeah, but the guys at Radio Shack do. <laughs> now Radio Shack's out of business. So I think that joke actually put them out of business. I'll take credit for that. Yeah, but yeah, there's no more Radio Shacks around anymore, huh? <laughs> because all. of you, dude. You were, you're the one who knocked them out. I, I, I'm, like, you see financial reasons why it's just a picture of my face like this like smiling at like why Rita Shag is out of business it's uh, <laughs> it's funny but like once a year I'll once a year at the least I'll always get a snap from a friend somewhere anywhere around the country with a Rita Shag saying Rita yeah. Shag used to be here they're like wow rest in peace you took a photo like recently, I remember when you were like the OGs known, you was like buy a radio. <laughs> yes, I did. That was wow. That, that was back in like um December, I think. Like yeah, it was, I was up, like, up oh, in, I in Foster City. One. I was like, there's I saw a radio shack. I was like, it lives. Oh my god. <laughs> the sand trap though. I haven't heard that one yet. That's a good one. That's a good dude. one. I like home, that one. Home field advantage. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm that's the one of the very, 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 very few that work that I'm proud of. I'm just imagining like a bunch of like, you know, Middle Eastern dudes in like Dubai, like just <laughs> on like, a sand <laughs> hill, just fucking golfing. And they're like, that's the inside of like a fairway, they have just sand. <laughs> yeah. And instead of a golf cart, they have like a camel like just carrying their clubs <laughs> in the back. <laughs> This <laughs> camel taking you, <laughs> dude. That would pay for that. That's like pay per view. Like it's a pay per view event. Oh man, that actually isn't light up golf cart uh, golf course in the middle of the night in Dubai, dude. What don't they have in fucking Dubai, bro? Like <laughs> just stupid events. money there, bro. Stupid money they wanted. What Maz Jobani say? He was like, oh yeah, in Dubai, like kids who, who like for birthday presents, they just buy their kids buildings, dude. Like that's all they do in Dubai. <laughs> Man. All right. It's, so you mentioned your sports fan. You see the Kobe poster back there. RIP to the goat. Um, how I know. So in our group of friends, in our group chat, our WhatsApp, um, you do. Uh, you're the only Laker fan, the one controlling the Laker delegation in there. Uh, I think our question to you is, dude, how do you keep it so cool all the time? I mean, you have like our friend Yazan, uh, Omar. They fucking love to like shit on the Lakers, talk shit about AD, talk shit about LeBron and, you know, people rattling around him. How do you keep your cool all the time? It just doesn't bother me as much when other people are talking about how much they hate my team. I feel like it was like a I think it was a man, it was an epiphany I had like a couple of years ago. I think during a 49ers game, I think it was like some guy talking shit about my team, talking shit about my team. And it was like I think it was on Twitter and I'm looking at the Niners. I'm like, wow, we suck. We are so fucking bad. <laughs> we always are. And there's nothing I could do to change that. And then when the Niners like made it to NFC Championship game, people were still talking shit. And I was like, man, this team was so fucking good. <laughs> people are still talking shit. So I, I think I had an epiphany that no matter what people say about my team, it's just like, you know, it, it's, I, there's nothing I could do about it. You're going to say whatever you want about it. 
I mean, like, my, I mean, I've seen my team shit. You've seen the Warriors shit for years and years and years. Bro, and you've... Did you see their fucking starting lineup today? It's like Jordan Poole, Nico Mannion, Eric Paschal. Like, Steph is out. Like, everyone's out. It's it's worse than, like, the lineup they were putting bad. out last year. <laughs> that is down bad. bad if I've ever seen it. That is one of the – I saw the lineup, and I was like, this is from last year? <laughs> or oh, dude. <laughs> the, as, how do I keep my – cool honestly like i just it just doesn't bother me anymore i love my team i get pissed off when we lose i get you know i'm happy when we win i have seen you like at your worst and do you do you think you remember when it was my number one at what like at the, my worst? i think the worst i've ever seen you like you know get angry like at a sport sporting event do you think i, I know what it is do you remember this is the worst i've ever seen i don't okay. know if there's been worse <laughs> i'm trying i think i think you might be right on this one i'm trying to think what is the angriest i've ever been we were at uh, we were at Legends, the pizza shop that we go oh to. Oh my God! Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, so Kansas yeah. State football was ranked number one in the nation for like a week, bro. <laughs> they were number one, and if they beat, I think they played Baylor last. And if they beat oh, okay. Baylor, they would have gone to the national championship. This is pre, I think, uh, playoff. Uh, pre playoff. Playoff. Yeah, this is yeah. BCS era. So if they win this game, they're pretty much in. They're the number one team coming into this game, bro. And this is when RG three was quarterbacking oh. Baylor, bro. <laughs> oh shit. He, um, so we had two games left. It was Baylor and then Texas, okay. and then RG three was the year before. So this was like my. So RG three was already on the on the Redskins on this year. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. He, he, he was already on the Redskins that year. It was what? This was the Meshack game. I remember he wasn't quarterback. It was the Meshack game, and it was uh, Bryce Petty. Bryce Petty was oh, the quarterback. Bryce, Bryce Petty, dude. I don't Bryce know why Petty the, well, was, he was the playing like RG. He was playing like prime RG three that game. I know, bro. <laughs> I. I this Baylor team was so bad the whole year. I would like watch highlights about it, and I'm like, "We're gonna easy win. We're we're in Waco. We're gonna win, and then we're gonna go to we're gonna go back home. We're gonna beat the fucking Longhorns, and we're gonna get the Big Twelve title for the first time since 2003, my freshman year, right? And this disaster struck in Waco <laughs> for the for the purple and white. It's just they're scoring touchdown after touchdown. Colin Klein, the third third of uh, place voting for the for the Heisman that year our quarterback couldn't run the ball couldn't throw the ball we had no line our receivers were dropping balls I, I was just this I have never been so mad Keanu can tell you like how, how and one of our I buddies was. it didn't help that one of our buddies uh Parker he this guy's a little instigator like he'll just oh, take yeah. quiet digs at you yeah. all game like he wasn't even a Baylor he doesn't give a fuck about Baylor bro. no I just want to see him and he just was taking digs at him and dude I think eventually like when we got to the third quarter he had enough bro this goes like fuck and he just like leaves the pizza shop and just slams the door out and goes and then we're like oh fuck <laughs> that was the Bryce I would be mad too it was it was Bryce Betty. And like ever since that game, I said, you know what, fuck Baylor, fuck everything that has to do with Baylor. I and your despise cousin ended Baylor. Up Baylor. And then my cousin <laughs> and my best friend Abraham, he's now he's a alum from Baylor. And every time Baylor beats Kansas State in anything, I just have to hear it. Baylor? Dude, I feel Baylor? that I feel that pain because you know, we're talking about we're NCAA March Madness right now. When I went to Syracuse, you know, when I was there that one year, they made the tournament. Yeah. Our first round opponent was Baylor. And I was like, oh, you know, like Abe runs a Baylor. Like, we'll be very cordial. We're cool and all that. And so Baylor eventually beat Syracuse. And I just get a storm of tweets as soon as the game's over from our other friend, Bro, Vishal. I saw that. Abe I remember that. Just, I was like, what lost, the you fuck lost, did you, you say? You lost, you lost, you guys are trash. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, I remember that. I remember you guys were so excited. And then when Baylor won the game, I literally, as you said, like, I I, did, I'm not, I kid you not. Like, I, I, I go on Twitter and, like, all I see is just... <laughs> Two memes and then Keon replying to like 35 different people from Baylor. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> I just happened? I was like, I don't know. I had such a fucking, I didn't have so many haters from Baylor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Attack. And <laughs> it was just like, it wasn't conference. just that. <laughs> it wasn't just that. It was like, it was Abe and two of his friends. And all of a sudden, everyone just jumping on like a mob, like, <laughs> like just like just military punching. And I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm like, like, what did you say wrong? And kid was like, nothing. I didn't say anything about Baylor. But I was like, I think at the end, I was like, you know what? At least like our program should be like standing up. At least we like stand up to Title IX. I was like, oh, fuck, oh I might have pushed shit. it too far there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the same thing if, if you beat Baylor? No, dude, I would have taken like a fun little dig at him, but I would have like, been media spammed and... to death on my Twitter. <laughs> I know. I, I don't think I have enough Kansas State fans to like back me up if, like, if <laughs> I ever bro, get like, bombarded I, by Baylor. Other than the people I went to school with, like no one here fucking cares about Syracuse, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, you got to care about it. The funny thing is like I watch 49er football and I watch Kansas State football. I get more upset and more happy when Kansas State wins. 
It's like mm. when you go to a college, when you go to a when you go to a D one school, you're just part of that program now. True. So like when Kansas State loses, I lose. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with the 49ers because like I love them dear to my heart, but it just feels different collegiately. Because like you went to school with like those people, you know the traditions around it and everything. Yeah. I've noticed that too. Like when Syracuse basketball or even football, like we had, we were good at football the one year I was there. We were ranked. Yeah, no, you guys uh, were fantastic that, that, that year. Shit, bro, they just went to shit, and like I got so upset. And I was like, dude. I never in my life envisioned myself getting upset over collegiate sports because we went to San Jose State, right? Like, you're, I've never, you're prone to disappointment. I've never been upset over a San Jose State game. Like, we lost the fucking bowl game, and I was like, I was laughing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even upset. Where you doing? I will like, never forget when Keanu, like, when experienced uh, Syracuse losing after you guys were ranked so high. I believe you guys ranked like eight or like. Are you talking like, about football or basketball? For your football team, for your football uh, team. Oh, it was when we took the. You were ranked really high, Notre like Dame, for... bro. It was to Notre Dame. Oh man, I can't fucking. Stay I will Notre never Dame. forget. I'll. I'll neither. Neither can I. Which is, I'm so happy they're not part of the NCAA football. Fuck them and their entire fan base. I'm so I went to Notre Dame. Sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I didn't even like. I, I, didn't, I didn't even like fucking Notre yeah. Dame before I went to Q's, bro. <laughs> So Keanu just sends the greatest message in this chat is we're in this group chat with all our friends and like Syracuse just loses this. I think it was a football game or a basketball game. It was a it was painful football, loss. It was, at it was a painful, painful loss. And then Keanu just says, wow. Now I know it's, like, this is the first time I ever felt something in a loss in collegiate sports or something. And <laughs> yeah, I just dude, lost yeah. it because wow, this Never loss actually hurt. <laughs> I mean, the four years I was at SJAC, our football team was shit. Our basketball team. Was Our basketball shit. team was never good. Soccer bro. was good, but it's not like a big sport, you know. So football and basketball, they're shit. I didn't care. Yeah, same. It I mean, to me. the the Mountain West Championship was like the first game for San Jose State football. I think I've ever, you know, was, was like, all right, guys, we we need to win this you game. Have to win. Like, yeah. I want to see us win a conference championship. Yeah, yeah. Only game that I was like really like, you know, I would be sad if we lost this game. Then that bowl game, I already knew we were gonna get our ass kicked. Yeah, the, Actually, I mean, we didn't. We thought we were going to whoop Ball State's ass. You we remember we that? Were, yeah. We played Ball State, dude. We thought we were going to whoop their ass. We didn't know where Ball State was, dude. We got our ass. We had to look it up. I remember that. Too. Yeah. yeah. I, I never went to San Jose State, but I have never be, been such a big San Jose State fan in my life. I'm like, y'all deserve this. It's been too long. It's been way too long. And then that <laughs> hey, man, happened. You, know, you got to rep down for so SJ, bad. baby. 408. <laughs> it's the oh, funniest man. thing is because, like, you know, you, you're used to losing. I'm sorry, but like, sometimes I say, like, you're used to losing, and now you're That's like, true. you, you no, don't know how to, taken. you don't know how to comprehend what just happened. Like, well, we're actually in an important game right now. Absolutely. I think, yeah, there's just shocking. like, there's like an initial shock. It's like more shocking than like, dude, we're actually playing in this fucking game right now. And then you win, what? and you're like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah, like, do but... we buy the shirts? Like, what do we do? Put <laughs> <laughs> well, my hat on now? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite, do you guys have a favorite moment at your, uh, at, um, at San Jose State, like for a football game, like your favorite San Jose State football game moment, like, like while to? we were attending, yeah, tailgates that the the pregame tailgates the, were yeah. fun before your time. I think this was maybe a year before you joined. Uh-huh. This is when Derek Carr and uh, David Fails dueled. It was this is hilarious, bro. It was Thanksgiving weekend, so like all the students were gone, but Fresno sends in like a fucking bus down to San Jose. So the game is the game to Spartan Stadium. So it's like a sea of red, bro. Like you think it's a Fresno State home game. It was it was at our home and it was like the last game of the season. And it was Derek Carr versus David Fails. The final score of that game was 62 to 52, like like an obscene wow. shootout, bro. And San Jose State won. So I was like, all right, this was definitely like the coolest win I think ever. Maybe if I was going to San Jose State, it's probably David, the coolest win. David Fails beat Derek Carr. Yeah, he outdueled him, bro. That's pretty impressive. I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like if David Fails wow. was in the NFL, was in the NFL, he'd outdo Derek Carr as well. But that's just my that's just my take. But bro, <laughs> one thing that I'm upset about that I'm jealous that you got to do is you know, we never rushed the field at San Jose State. We never rushed, even when I went to Syracuse, we had a buzzer beater against Georgetown, our biggest rivals, and we didn't even rush the court. So I've never gotten the experience of rushing the field. And I know you got that experience. Tell me about it. That, that is something any college sports fan ever dreams of doing. And we got to do that twice. We got to do that with the um, Kansas state was playing against Texas for the big 12 title. And, oh, and Kansas state has not won the big 12 title since 2003. And this is, this is huge for us. This is huge for us. Like in the middle of the game, the, the clock is winding down and we just got, um, when you win the big 12 at that point, you're going to the Fiesta bowl because they have different, um, uh, conferences for different like bowl games right so we're going to the fiesta bowl and right away someone has tortilla bags and he's just throwing tortillas <laughs> in the middle of the stands and like one girl actually slipped in a tortilla while like going down like to the no field. Way. so i'm looking and i got my phone out i'm ready for this i'm like i have been waiting 18 years for this moment 
I get my iPhone 4 out, not the 4S, <laughs> my iPhone 4 in 2012. And I'm about to go out, right? And you're not going to believe this. This is this is horrendous. We the fans run on the field and we're all running down. And I'm like in the not high bleachers, but mid bleachers. So I'm like stepping down, stepping down, stepping down. And we're all going right. And I'm videotaping. I'm screaming. I'm like, we just won. I'm like so happy. Right. And then my phone freezes out and like glitches. No. out. No. I, I lost. The worst I times. thought I lost the video. And then there, and then so like I looked at this girl who's videotaping the whole time. I'm like, did you just videotape this whole time? She goes, yeah. I'm like, can you please send that video to me? Ooh, and she yeah. goes, um, yeah, sure. I'm like, please, like I would really need that video. I don't want your number. I just fucking watched the video. Yeah, I'm like, I told her, I told her, listen. So here's the thing. I told her straight up, I don't want your phone number. I'm not gonna text or anything like that. I just want the video. She goes, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> I put my, I'm putting my phone number in her phone and i look and her tall six foot five boyfriend is mugging me i'm like fuck <laughs> i was like i'm gonna get my as me and no one's gonna notice because everyone's like celebrating oh like, my bro God. i just want the bro, i just, I just want, the, want video. the video just the mp4 I just, quick time, I, just the video bro i i literally said like yeah i just want the video thank you so much i really appreciate my phone literally look my phone just died and like my phone is like literally frozen on the camera <laughs> setting i'm like I'm like see see it's frozen and he's still mugging me like after like she's like sending like getting my number i didn't get the video until like three days later but like oh, this damn arab taking my girl <laughs> exactly <laughs> well i mean it was, it was a lot more darker complexion than that <laughs> and, <laughs> and i was like i was i was like i'm really gonna get my ass beat right now <laughs> and then my phone ended up fucking like waking up in the morning i'm like oh by the way you have a video and like, i got it and i'm like this is a horrible quality what is this oh man oh man it was one of the best feelings ever and then like when we beat uh, KU, we beat Ooh. you know University yeah. of Kansas, and we we rushed the field again, and we stormed the court, and it was fantastic. It oh, was I great. feel like wow. rushing like the court is a whole different because it's much more compact, you know, compact much smaller. Yeah. Oh man, it's that that smaller one is way less more compact. Like COVID guidelines would be would be sleeping <sighs> in the grave if they saw Dude, that. Notre crazy, Dame did bro. that. Yeah, Notre Dame. Notre said, Dame did that. Exa- exactly why we don't like Notre Dame. Exactly. Yeah, said, another reason why they said fuck it, bro. We're just gonna rush the field. It was when they beat Clemson this year. Yeah. Man. I think they're the main reason why Chicago got all those like you know COVID spikes like in the middle of the year, just because oh yeah, you came from Notre Dame. Well, guess what? You just fucked everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't Trevor Lawrence? He was like he had COVID, right? He was still on the like... sidelines where he was like in the protocol. That was wild, dude. Yeah. I, just, uh, I never got those. I never got those sports protocols for COVID. Most of them, they're like, oh, they got COVID, they got tested positive, and they're the sidelines wearing a mask. I'm like, really? Yeah. That's it? I'm yeah. Like, keep like, them home. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Why don't you introduce this last game that we're going to do sure. right so, here? Keanu's telling me that you have awful sports takes. <laughs> I have just down, bad, horrendous <laughs> sports takes. Outlandish sports takes. So we actually asked your guys' friend, Amir, who apparently mm-hmm. has amazing memory for some sports takes that you said back in the day or previously. Oh, and God. so we're going we're gonna to name off some takes, and we're going to try to see if you can guess who said these takes and then we'll reverse it on you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so are you ready? So it's like we're going to give you a take, a random take, and just going to guess. Is it me, him, or did you make this take? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, all well, right. We'll, start, we'll start easy, all right? Okay. It was the Cavs versus the basketball team from Indiana. Uh, they were playing a first-round series. Now, you know, the Pacers have gave LeBron a lot of trouble in the past up to this point. Indeed. But you know they were an eight seed coming into this uh, into this uh, series. This guy said the Pacers will win the series, the eight versus one series in seven games. Who said that? <laughs> Pacers in seven? Who yeah, would Pacers say seven, that? Who would say seven? that? Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, Adid! Why would you say such a thing? <laughs> why would you? Why would you, you, you really you thought that? the Pacers were gonna win in seven? Oh, after God. all that, you thought the Pacers were gonna win in seven? I said that. I, 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 I <laughs> shamelessly said Pacers in seven. That's a goat take, bro. That's a goat take. That's the greatest. That's, that's one of the most outlandish takes I've ever heard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna plaque it on my wall. I'm literally just gonna print it out, just like frame it like on my wall, right next to my diploma. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not, a, not a bad spot literally today in our group chat someone sent pacers and seven <laughs> we were talking about our brackets and like Vaughn made like a like he said you were someone over someone and then someone replied oh and pacers over seven too huh? yeah. <laughs> exactly i think it's just been like that pacers and seven has just become synonymous with like yeah okay <laughs> pacers and seven pacers and seven yeah all right <laughs> next take 
this person said that Buddy Heald was going to be a better NBA player than Ben Simmons. Who do you think said that? That sounds like something you would say, but you never had a vendetta. You only say this when you have a vendetta against a certain player or team. <laughs> I know you very well. If it was anybody on a Kansas City or a Los Angeles team, you definitely would have said that. I'm going to say Adit said that. Ooh. I actually did not say that. That was that actually, actually didn't. Wow. It yeah. was when they were playing. It was when they were both in college uh, when Benson was at LSU, LSU. and Buddy Hill was at Oklahoma, and they actually faced off against each other. And Buddy Hill dropped like 40 points that game. Well, ben Simmons, I think, had like 16 or like 14. He had like a really average game. And I was like, dude, Buddy Hill's going to be a way better NBA player than Ben Simmons. <laughs> Ooh. So there's no anger or no this was a this was it. a non-vendetta take <laughs> this was a, just me this was a non-vendetta take okay okay wow this was no buffalo oh, man, this was no dodgers this was just me being flat out wrong <laughs> okay all right, next all right. Take. wow damn that was, that was close on that that was that's don't worry but you're not the only one that i have my own pagers i can't I, don't know, I have I have way too. more I have way more shitty t- shitty takes <laughs> than it is, but just pacers and stuff is just like the goat of all bad takes. We'll all get right. we'll get there. <laughs> Let's all right, go. This next take is Ubre and Wiggins playing with a star level player like Curry will elevate their game to make up enough scoring level firepower as if they had Clay Thompson. Saying that Curry and or uh, Ubre and Wiggins would make up for Clay Thompson essentially. Um. I'm sorry, but I think I have to go with Keanu on this one. Ooh, dude, he's out for me today. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I feel like, I mean, you, you love Clay, but anybody on the Warriors, you will defend until it's time to attack them. So I think yes, that this is you who so made it. It is. Although that is right, you are wrong. On wow. This fool. Indeed. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I'm not as crazy as you think. I actually thought that they were going to be worse, believe it or not. <laughs> oh my That's goodness. True. Oh, that is so bad. That's a really oh. bad take. That was a really I mean, bad one. hey, listen, I mean, I, I've had my bad takes too. I thought Roy Hibbert was going to do something for the Lakers in 2014. <laughs> oh, I actually thought he was going to contribute. I forgot about that name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so did I. Yeah, you, you and your Pacers, dog. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah, no, it was always just coming back to haunt me one way or the other. All right, next take. This one's probably going to be an easy one. We had a fantasy football draft. Maurice Jones drew first overall. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> And, oh and to clarify to the and to clarify <laughs> to the audience, we're not talking about Jacksonville Jaguars prime Maurice Jones Drew. We're talking about like a final year of his career, Oakland Raider Maurice Raiders. Jones Drew, with the first overall pick in the draft. <laughs> and the best part, the best part, the best part about this was he because we did the draft, like the draw for the draft, and. Uh, Amaga got the first overall pick. And so, like, we had two weeks, three weeks, you know. And yeah, so yeah. he was fucking hyping it up, bro. Like, he wasn't telling anybody who he's going to pick, but he was like, bro, it's it, it's going to be a surprise and it's going to be a sleeper. Oh, it was and a I'm surprise. Like, and I'm like, bro, sleeper <laughs> in the first overall pick? Like, what? And we, I just see Maurice Jones Jr. And I'm like, he was, like, projected to go, like, in the fifth round. I was like, what? <laughs> what was your reasoning behind that? What, what made you want to pick him? That that year he was on the Jaguar. He was on the Jaguars, but I I I, I man, I don't know. I just said fuck it. <laughs> I said I, I think he's gonna do good this year. Fair enough. Because yeah, the year before that he was actually doing really well. And the year before right, that right. he did fantastic. So I thought yeah, it was like yeah, he okay, was a solid he did, fantasy player. So I thought okay, last year he didn't do as well as his previous year. But so I think he's gonna recut. He's gonna jump back and do fucking fantastic. Because I didn't trust any of the Jaguars. Goddamn receiver so i was like oh he's gonna get the ball all the time and he was just he he was he, he was horrible he was absolutely horrible you put keanu in pads and put him in the game he would have gotten one of them. Yeah, Jones drew. i don't know about that one but you put high, high school keanu with pads and the jaguars team that year would have outran jones drew by at least 350 yards at the least you put at a lot least. of Damn. putting a lot of respect on my name <laughs> I, I saw that speed in turkey bowl I, I i have to put that respect to the name i appreciate oh yeah turkey bowl dude Oof, those <laughs> stories within themselves right there all right we got one more take okay this one another toss-up not as easy okay this person said that colin kaepernick was going to be a hall of fame player after his breakout year I think we all said that, man. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I said that. I said this, that. This person said it like with passion and posted it on Instagram. Okay. This one sounds like a Keanu one. Oh, yeah. he got 100%. it. Dude. He got one. Yeah. Yes, I, po- I deleted like, that I post so fucking Because I was on the cap train too. And like, I defended him with you for the longest time. It's like, 
it's like Game of Thrones. They're charging at the gates, and me and Kian are the only ones with swords ready to defend our king. That's literally what it was. It was me, you, and Yazan, bro. It was like to the death, bro. It was until that Arizona game where he threw four picks. That was like when we were like, "Fuck, bro." I think, I think we lost. This is a losing battle. That is, I think that was the that is the first time in my life I ever saw a quarterback I loved on the 49ers, and I was like, "I don't think you're it, man." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man. "I don't think you're it." That's tough. Yeah. I was like, you, know, "You don't, you do not, you do not get to move forward." That was. Oh, that I mean, I just thought it was a bad game. I kind of had hope, hope he was gonna come back, but after that, it, it, was, it all went down downhill. <laughs> it all went downhill after that. Speaking of the Niners, last thing right here. Okay. Do you know Mod's a famous 49ers fan? Like he's a famous one. You know why? How's he famous? Do you remember? He's even looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you about to say right now? I don't it's, this is this is big. Back when Alex Smith was QBing the 49ers, the oh. Niners were playing a Sunday night game. I think they're playing the Texans, right? Was it Houston? Eagles. They're playing Houston. The Eagles. This they're man went Eagles, to the Eagles. game. Oh, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. Yeah, you're right. Sunday Sorry. Games, Eagles. I got my I got my teams mixed up. No, but it was the Eagles. It was Sunday night football. Alex Smith was starting. This is when like, you know, the tides were starting to turn against Alex. Like okay. people were getting sick of him. Yeah, the first time? <laughs> How many? I can't keep track. Fifth time. You wanna Fifth you wanna time. enlighten Fifth us time. on the chant you started at that game? Oh. Okay. It's Sunday night. Smith threw his third interception. I'm done with. I'm done. I'm 17 years old. I'm a junior in, in high school. I'm done seeing my Niners shit. Me and my cousin who's wearing an Alex Smith jersey are done. My uncle is shaking his head. God rest his soul in the grave <laughs> who was just shaking his head at his shambolic performance. <laughs> I quote Kiana's favorite, vi- uh, favorite video. There is no passion. There is no vision. There's no aggression. There's no fucking mindset with this football player. I don't <laughs> I have had it, and me and Abe looked at each other, and I just, I jumped up. I just started selling, yelling, we want Carr. We want Carr. <laughs> David Carr, not Derek Carr. <laughs> David, ex-Houston Texans quarterback. That's why David I said Carr. Texans, yeah. And yeah. next thing you know, the whole candlestick, is, candlestick park is rumbling and screaming, we want Carr. We want car. No like, my cousins looked at each other like, did we just start? He's like, yeah, we, we, we did. We did. He's like, we just started that. That is so dope. So that and viral you can hear from chant the- that you saw on YouTube yeah. that has millions of views now, it was started by this guy. No I, way. I started it, and me and my cousin were like, we're you sick of it. You started the lowest, one of the lowest points in 49ers history. You started. <laughs> I started it, and I that was the beginning of my horrible takes in, in sports. <laughs> That was the beginning, and we've we've evolved from We Want Car to Pacers at seven. <laughs> <laughs> the We Want Car was great, bro, because I think we played Carolina the next week at Carolina, and Smith started, but he was just stinking it again. And so they actually threw Car in. It was like it was a close, it was a one possession game. They needed a touchdown, so they brought Car in for the last possession of the game. I vividly remember this, bro. He drops back to throw first play to pass. One of the ugliest picks you'll ever fucking see, bro. Alex Smith was starting again the next week. <laughs> so much for we want car. We want car. No, we wanted to win any way possible. I just want to win, bro. I just wanted to win. It's like with the current situation with Garoppolo, Mullins, and Beathard. It's like, how do you want to lose today? How do you want to <laughs> struggle? It's, a new, it's the new version of what we were going through back then. It's literally the newer school. version of it. And all the kids are like, this is so bad. I'm like, we're used to it. You've seen <laughs> nothing. Smith. Oof, yeah. Like, you, you got ugly. See. You got ugly. Nothing. Smith, and it's funny. Sullivan. I know. I had to, like, my cousin, he's um, he's a 49ers, huge 49ers fan. He's like eight years old. And he just got into the Niners the year we were doing good. And I had to teach him, like, all the, I had to tell him all the quarterbacks we went through. I had to show him highlights. It's like I'm educating him. And he's just like, man, I can't believe you saw that. I'm like, yep, no, neither could I. <laughs> neither we could went I. through it, bro. Wow. We went through it. And we're still well, going on, through it. I know. We still are right now. <laughs> well, man, on that note, that was great, bro. We had a lot I, of fun. I Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, one of my best friends. One of our most outlandish guests, I would say, you know, very lively. You never know what you're going to get with him, but what, what you're going to get is good content. Oh, yeah. I can very, guarantee you that. Very talented, funny, and thank you, man. Thank you for coming. Thanks. You guys we appreciate awesome. it. I love you guys, and I appreciate you guys having me on. I, you know, I love your guys' podcast, and I really, 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 um, you know, love you guys having me on. It was a lot of fun, and, like, I love speaking <laughs> to you guys. Oh, yeah. We love Absolutely. your podcast, guys. Make sure you please check out the podcast, Kanye McCann Podcast. It is on all uh, podcast platforms, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And the episodes are not even that long. They're like 15, 20, 30 minutes long. You get a quick, nice story in there. Get a good laugh to bring your day up. Uh, I, re- I highly recommend this podcast. Please listen to it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, 
the one and only, the great, Ahmad Yasser Al-Najjar. <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much. It was fun. And I can't wait for season two for you guys. You guys did an awesome job. I love you guys. Wow, that was a great interview. A lot yeah. of laughs, a lot of good times, a lot of stories that I didn't know about you. Oh, yeah. Came up in there. <laughs> yeah. My vendetta against sports teams. I think we both knew about that, but. We knew about that. I didn't know about Pulp Fiction, though. Oh, I, I never, never watched that. Pulp Fiction. No, yeah, never well, have. have to watch that one together. So we hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, we did. This is our final episode of the season. Uh, we hope you guys have thoroughly enjoyed this podcast throughout the entire season. Uh, when we started this podcast, you know, we really didn't know what we were going to do. We had no clue what we were doing. We didn't even know. We, we had a structure, but we had no idea what, where we wanted to go with it. And the first day, we had so much technical difficulties that we just called it and we just started the next week. Even like the first couple of episodes were like, oh, there's like an echo in the mic. And like, how do you fix that? How do you fix but, that? Yeah. Uh, realize, oh, we're not talking close into the mic enough. Like, oh, yeah. simple fix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we started recording in my kitchen. It was our first, our first two episodes, I think, were in our kitchen. And then yeah. we moved into this little mini studio that we have now. But we've come a far long way. So have. it's a much needed break. Uh, the season episode, season finale, end of season one. We're going to take a quick hiatus, about a one month hiatus, I'd say. Yeah, yeah one, weeks one or two there. months. We'll, we'll see. We'll be back, though. But don't, don't worry. worry. <laughs> you won't see The Last of Us. Uh, we're excited to come back with some new content for you guys, some new structures. Uh, you'll see. You'll see it all on IG, on social media. Um, we'll keep you updated on the whole process. So I think one last time this season. Thank you to our subscribers. Thank you to, to our, our followers, <laughs> to our listeners, to everybody who follows, likes, comments, and subscribes. Thank you out there. My boy got that shit down to a T now. By episode Anytime 20, he's got it down to a T, memorized word for word. Hey, season two, episode one, I'm ending that episode the same way. Oh, wow. <laughs> Be on the lookout for that. All right, guys. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. We love you. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you guys very soon. Adios. Adios.